Welcome to the American Allies podcast. Uh, we are Sans Corey, but I'm still going to do his catchphrase, which is, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, we're a soccer podcast that talks about soccer yeah. and kicking goals. It's kind of nice not having Corey, to be completely honest with you. Well, that's coming from Corey's brother. Well, that's I'm Chris on the mic. Chris Donahue on the mic. I'm Justin Brunkin. <laughs> and introduce this other uh, fine fellow that's on the other this mic. This is the AOKC treasurer. His name is Matt Wilson. He is a legend in the AOKC world. Um, and he's all around great guy and at one hell of a goalkeeper, if you didn't know. I fun did not, fact. I didn't yeah, know that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we are at the Kansas City night before party for the U.S. Women's National Team game against Japan in Kansas City for the Tournament of Nations, the top tournament for women's soccer. Top one. Yeah. So do you know weird. what the trophy looks like? I don't. I don't. Be, but I'm going to talk about Johnny's here for a second. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We'll get yeah, back to so the Yeah, so we've been coming to Johnny's uh, since 2009 when we first formed chapter number one. <clears throat> and um, so we. <laughs> so so there's going to be some people, people calling in. Uh, oh, my phone's going off. I'm already getting text <laughs> messages about it. Um, so we've been coming to Johnny's. They've been a fantastic host um, for AOKC. They they really get the AO mission. They No matter what we ask of them, they do it. Um, even when they have something else going on that's a big money maker for them, whether it be Big 12 basketball or any concert or whatever, they'll still always throw down for us. They yeah, always give us great specials. Yeah. Um, they're just they're 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 what I would call the epitome of a great AO chapter bar. So 100. Um, percent Yeah. So we we got a, a good crowd here tonight. Um, getting ready, kind of getting the the lungs warmed up for tomorrow. Um, and uh, Matt, what are you uh, what are you thinking about for tonight and tomorrow? Uh, yeah, so first of all, I just want to say uh, thank you for having me on the pod. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller here. <laughs> now, and, we're uh, <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. This is your chance to shine. Yeah, yeah. I am uh, hope I don't mess it up. But, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for my compliments on my goalkeeper skills. Chris he, is a fine field player when he wants to be. He wants to come out and play <laughs> that is true. on Tuesdays. And he's yeah. not, uh, you know tired or hurts or what have you so why is he not a good why is he not a good player well i don't want to go off too much on a tangent but he's a great player but we play in this five-a-side league in kansas city and we're always looking for people you know it's adult soccer and chris has like told us multiple times that he's done he's retired all right and he sucks he's terrible and we're like dude you you miss an open net but it's fine like no one cares <laughs> Well, you know? <laughs> like, I appreciate the first all part of, us, of that. All of us miss open nets, Chris. I appreciate the first to be part of that where of. you said I was a great player. Um, but I'm just going to set the oh. record straight right now. I'm what they call fat, and I cannot <laughs> run up. at this point. I got these kids that are coming out of college that are just just one, two, and around me like a little kid, and I'm just wandering around. I'm, I'm like Corey now when Corey plays, where I'm just wandering around the field looking for looking for meaning. So anyway. Well, Speaking of open nets, we did have a conversation earlier. I don't want to bring this up, but we were talking about Wando and how he gets a bad rap. That was a conversation yeah. happening at the night before, bringing it back to the, the Belgium game. And see, if Wando can miss an open net, because I love Wando. He's a great love guy. Wando. Love Anyone Wando. can miss an open net. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and it happens to me pretty often. So <laughs> I, I do feel for Wando because Wando is a great guy, and he got a lot of a bad flack for, you know, what was a bad miss and, and a really critical moment in a, in a big, big event. But um, he's also a, an American soccer legend. Let's, let's, I mean, in the MLS, he's been amazing. Yeah. And his goal-scoring record for the national team, also, 
is yeah. pretty phenomenal. I mean, yeah. I know he doesn't play in the biggest games, but I remember like one of his first games, he scored he scored a hat trick in the Gold Cup. So anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent. So but yeah, that's very much a tangent. But anyways, yes. Uh, this is what podcast is about. Yeah. Is having tangents. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I don't, I don't, do you listen? To, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and my favorite, one of my favorite stuff you should know, it's all tangents. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyways. so we're, we're the opposite of that stuff. Yeah. Yes. You probably don't need to know, but we're going to yeah. talk about it anyways. Yeah. So I guess to try to pull this uh, shit back, uh, yeah, we're here in Camp beautiful Kansas City, Paris of the Plains. And, uh, That's right. Yeah, we're here at the night before party, and uh, we had to chase out all the uh, uh, Def Leppard uh, uh, roadie, <laughs> roadies that were across the street so we could uh, show them around a real party here. But uh, anyways, we're going to be out at uh, Children's Mercy, Sta- Mercy Stadium. That's park. what it's called now? Children's Mercy? Children's Mercy it's, park. A, it's a park. Yeah. Oh, so there's like or swings park. Park. There's swings and slides yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay. And then they have pools and stuff, too. Uh, former sporting park, uh, sporting stadium. But, uh, yeah, we'll be out there early in the morning. I'm going to get out there, hang some banners, and make sure we got some flags for uh, the fans out there. We're going to show our spirit, for uh, as Kansas City does. I'm happy to say that we'll be uh, out there tailgating from probably like noon <laughs> until uh, they kick us out of the parking lot. Probably yeah, it's a yeah. noon to five. Noon to five. It's a long one. But yes, it is. we're gonna have good weather finally yes. in Kansas yes. City for the it's first time. It's it not hundred degrees. It won't be no, the temperature of the sun. Eighty-four tomorrow. is the high, so it'll be great. Um, but tomorrow's gonna be great. We're gonna have a good crowd. Um, oh yeah, we're gonna have. We're uh, always here for the women, um, just as much as we are for the men. So we, we try to do as much, you know, and, and show them that that we're here and this that the uh, tomorrow means just as much as any other game. But yeah. um, Matt, I want to ask you. Yes. In 30 seconds or less, give me the story about how you got involved with the American Outlaws and what does it mean to you on a on a, a larger scale? Oh um, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so I can't remember the first time I heard about American Outlaws. I think I honestly had, uh, maybe you remember, but I had a friend that traveled to South Africa, and they ran into me, you or Corey, like in one of the games. Like, and it was great because I've, I've played soccer my whole life. I've uh, been a big fan, but it's I've always been, I've always felt like soccer's been treated as a second-tier sport or whatever, if you will. And growing up in Arkansas, soccer was definitely not a big deal, kind of like it is in, in Nebraska. So it was awesome get out of college to find this group that was passionate and would go to support these games and give it like a really big fan and support like they would a rowdy uh, college football game or anything else that I'm a huge fan of. And so uh, I think I went to a couple games in Kansas City. It was awesome to go at. I think it was like one of the first games where the sporting stadium had opened. And then I think one of the best times I ever had was when I went to Jamaica away during the last World Cup qualifying cycle. And that was where uh, Michael Bradley had a short corner and then Brad Evans scored at the last minute. Oh, and Brad Evans scoring when we needed him the <laughs> oh most. My God, that was a goal. Oh, yeah. That was, Pulls a shirt over his head, runs to the yeah, runs that to was the AO right section. Where we were. That's I, where we were. I, oh, my God. That was one of, one of my favorite goals, top ten so, goals, honestly. So, uh, so anyways, it was just like awesome to be a part of this amazing group. And so going to things like Jamaica, I decided, all right, you know, uh, obviously this is a volunteer or uh, volunteer organization. You know, what can I do to help, you know? And so uh, ended up moving to Kansas City. I lived in outside of Kansas City for a while. But when I moved to Kansas City, I knew I wanted to get involved. And I saw elections were open for Kansas City and so decided I would uh, run for treasurer. And that was three years ago, I think. So yeah. I've been treasurer since then. And uh, it's been awesome to do everything we've done in Kansas City. We've, I remember stepping on during the last Gold Cup or one of the last Gold Cups 
and doing a TIFO and having these amazing parties and meeting all these great people. And um, yeah, it's just, it is so awesome to be a part of something uh, from like the ground up or a roots level, uh, grassroots level. And uh, I just you know, I can't get enough of it. And so it's, been, it's awesome. been great to be a part of. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate your involvement. Yeah, thank um, you. That was not 30 seconds. So I want to point that out. Yeah, but that's, yeah. But that was great. Uh, what about great rules stuff, on Matt? this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> we got off on big tangent earlier. That cut in my 30 seconds, I guess. I think <laughs> that's way too focused. Way too focused on the topic. I think it is something that we try to do is highlight the people uh, within the organization, the chapter leaders that work in day in and day out uh, tirelessly to to uh, make watch parties and make merch and make uh, events and stuff good for their local people. So I think uh, on behalf of of AO and, and all the members, we, we want to say thank you to people like yourself that work hard. So we try to do that. Um, it, there's a lot of us, so or a lot of you guys, so we so uh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Um, Thanks. I am going to invite my good friend and colleague, Ryan Rosenblatt, um, into, the, into the podcast, if you don't mind, really quick. Um, Ryan uh, hails from Los Angeles, um, born and raised, as they would say. Um, he isn't is is in town with his uh, lovely dog Timu. So Ryan, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Wait, so you brought your dog with you? I did bring Good my for dog. For you, there's not too many people that travel with their dog. I mean, he he curls up on my lap and takes a nap. So <laughs> he's it's a, really difficult. He's a great looking dog. I just want if, if you haven't had a chance to to see Timu, you might uh, give Ryan a, a follow. Is it at Ryan Rosenblatt? Yeah. And he he tweets lots of dog pictures, which are extremely I important. I love um, it. To well, get by on the day to day, you got to. It's either you gotta, that or my thoughts. So, he has a lot of thoughts too. So beware. You, you if, want the if, dog. If, if you follow, beware. There's a lot of thoughts. Is that why we have thoughts. him on the podcast to get his thoughts? No. Yeah, we want to. We want to hear your thoughts about That's about fine. life Everyone in general. Everyone makes mistakes. So Ryan, um, <laughs> you're in town. Um, you're going to the match tomorrow. What What do you expect to see from this tournament? Um, from these players that are called in, we talked a little bit earlier that um, some of us were hoping to see a little bit more youth um, involved in the tournament, which um, was a little bit of a disappointment. But what What are your thoughts on what this tournament means right before qualifying and right before the World Cup? Well, I mean, I think it's it's cool that they should make the World Cup. Good starting point. <laughs> Touche. Very uh, deep. I mean, like, it, it's pretty cool where, yeah, you want to see some younger players. There are some people you might want to see in the team. Um, but the, the pool legitimately goes 30, 35 deep of not just, wow, I really hope they have a good year. I, I hope they grow over the next year. A young player you hope comes in their own. Like, no, the, this player here is one of the best players in the world. Right. Like, this player can walk onto any team in the entire world. Right. We got 30 of them. That's pretty damn cool. I mean, besides fullbacks, that's a problem. But minus the fullbacks, everyone else is really good. Right. So do you think they brought the right people? They, I feel like they brought the starting lineup for qualifying here, not like checking out some of the other players. Yeah, I mean, I think that's generally true, which I think is pretty cool because Jill's given a lot of chances to a lot of players the last yes. couple of years. And she's played around with so many different formations. She's played around with systems. She's played around with styles. Uh, I mean, we're, we're less than a year out from the World Cup. Uh, I have but, no idea how this team is going to play in France. I think it's mm -hmm. probably a good idea they start figuring out how that's going to yeah. go. <laughs> I mean, so, like, so, I mean, like, being like, yeah, we're, we should start figuring out what we want to do in France. Yeah. Probably a good chance. I mean, it's not like Against she has the hasn't, best teams in the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this I, tournament? I, it's that not is, like she hasn't given chances over the last two years. And that is that's the balance, true. right? So you, you want to field a team that gives people chances, but 
they've also given a lot of people chances. And now, you know, we're we're three months out from qualifying or whatever, and we're a year away from the World Cup. So the amount of tinkering you can do between now and then is is limited. So you want to get you want to get the the best players the opportunity to play together and get a little chemistry. So I think I think to your point, Ryan, I think that there is a, a certain degree of that. But you know, it, it would be great. You know, at least. You know, but we are playing Japan and Brazil, and, and so it's like you want to see the best players competing against the best teams. So, Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at something like this, this is where you're able to say, though, um, right now I think you can kind of highlight how important, how strong uh, NWSL has been and the growth of the league has been because, has. yeah, before the last World Cup, the league was there. But, it, I mean, it was not nearly as good as it is now. You don't need to get all these players into a camp, into a tournament of nations, into these matches to see whether or not they're good because they play important, good, high-quality matches every single point. week. This is the best league. We, we know how these players are. We know how good they are right. because they do this every single week. Yeah. So you don't need to get them into camp to find out whether or not they're good. We know if they're good, and they do it every week. And that's a huge leap from, I mean, even four years ago, I guess it would be three years ago now, even when you had NWS, but it was just getting off the ground and especially before that when you had maybe a professional league leading the world cup maybe not it was kind of on edge we have a really damn good league and we can find out whether or not these players are good we know already yeah it's yeah. a good point so sorry justin i'm curious to hear ryan um you're very involved in the soccer industry the soccer world you have been over the past decade where Quit texting. Um, where do you think that? <laughs> where, in your mind, where are we as um, as a program right now? Where do you think U.S. soccer is? You know, we're in this little bit of a, a weird phase where finally the World Cup has happened and it's over, and so that cloud that's been hanging over our head since October is finally it's finally gone, and now. We're no longer the team that's not going to the World Cup. We're now the team that didn't qualify, but we're in this youth phase, not just with the men, but with, with the girls, you know, before, with the women before the World Cup. So at, for U.S. soccer as a whole, where do you think we are right now um, in terms of transitioning? What, what do you think there is to look forward to? Where, where is the mindset right now? I have no goddamn clue. <laughs> yes, I, and like, I we mean, talked about that. Yeah, we have no clue. And, I mean, it, you don't have to hear from me. I mean, Peter Vermees met with U.S. soccer and walked out and said to the public and in a Soccer America interview, yep. I have no idea where this program is going, where the men's program is going. On the women's side, um, they've said that they want to appoint a sporting director, general manager. Uh, general manager is what they're calling it. Um, but they haven't defined what the duties of that general manager is going to be. They haven't they, even hinted at it. They haven't even hinted at it. Yeah, no yeah. one's asked them. Uh, I mean, I, I think that we learned a lot about U.S. soccer uh, earlier this year at the U.S. soccer presidential election where Carlos Cordero won the presidency on the platform of... Exactly. That's the end of his platform. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. I love that. And, and, and like, and you know what? I, and that's not to say Carlos Cordero is going to be bad. I can't say he's going to be bad because I have no idea what the hell he's going to do. I want nothing more exactly. than for him to be great. I think we have serious systemic issues. I think the entire election. And here's the thing that I, I where I say people want to know what Carlos Cordero has to say. I want to know what he has to say. I want to know his plan. We have a lot of people, though, who should have to answer for these things. And you look at it, like, namely, and they've been completely let off the hook. You have this Athletes Council yep. that we've been told flipped the election of Carlos Correct. Cordero. And you know what? They came out, and we we could hear from a lot of people. And we heard comments from Stu Holden was on it. We heard comments from Carlos Bocanegra, who was on it. And then he's kind of on another council, which is a little bit – we're not exactly sure what U.S. Soccer is doing there. But – 
they voted for Carlos Cordero, wouldn't tell us why. We're now, what are we, five months later now? We don't yeah, know if, we yeah. don't know if they think he, we don't know if they think he's doing a good job. Or yeah. that, I mean, they, well, we hear a lot of people who talk about transparency, but we've seen nothing from the people in charge. And when okay. we talk about the people in charge, it's not Sunil Gulati, it's not just Carlos Cordero, it's the Athletes Council, it's MLS, it's USL, it's NASL. When they, I mean, they were there to a yeah. smaller, lesser degree, which is a well, separate. There are a lot of people who have not told us why they did what they did or what they think now, and they are all culpable. How can we ask them for what the expectations are right now? So I do want to say one thing. Carlos did call us for after they won the bid. And we had, we've, been, we've been asking to like just have a conversation with one of the U.S. soccer presidents, and Carlos did call us for 15, 20 minutes. Yep. And he wants to have more communication this with us. This was minutes he, after, he won, after he, we won the World Cup Yeah, bid, but he answered no, like, no other. He never gave us any other bullet points or like, hey, this is what the next steps are. No, He's but, like, yes, I want to talk to you. But yes, we've been asking for this. Like, how can no one have any bullet points? Like, at least, like, this is what we're going to do. Next steps okay. going forward. But my argument to that point and to your point is that Carlos Cordero, from the minute he got appointed, his 100% of his focus has been on 2026. 100% of it. That's what he says, yes. And that's sure. what he said. And he, won it. And he did it. Yes, and so we ha there has to be credit given where it's deserved. I, yes. And we don't know how much Sunil had involved. You know, We don't know how much of this was set. We know we know the wheels were turning. All the bid stuff was already in, in, in motion before Carlos. But he did it. That was his so, primary so here objective. Would, here would be my counter, though. Yes, he accomplished the goal that he set out. He hasn't told us that it, why it's a worthwhile goal. What is this 2026 World Cup going to do for soccer in this country? What are their goals? If they make a lot of money, is that going to building fields? Is it going into growing the development mm. academy? Is it going into where is it going to it's women's It's going into U.S. soccer's pocket. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, and like, what would they and, say? Eleven billion dollars? Right, and the, and then also, and that's the same thing. Their 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 reason they think that they were the best bid is because they're going to make a lot of money. They're going to make a lot of money for FIFA, an organization we know is corrupt and we cannot trust, well, and U.S. soccer, who is already sitting on a pile of cash and telling us they need more money. So and th that's not to say that hosting the World Cup's a bad thing. It could be incredible. Hosting the World Cup could be a transformative experience for this country, just like 94 was. But it doesn't happen just because you say it's going to happen. You need to tell us why. And they never bother right. to tell us why. We don't know if they have a plan. Yeah, we yeah. don't know what it's going to do. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say that they had... They're trying to sell it to FIFA in the first place. So that's why right. they had all that stuff. And they did that point. They won it against FIFA and all the people voting around the world. Yes, they haven't articulated what it means for U.S. soccer and the Federation right now. Yes, um, I know we're trying to do stuff up into 2026 with I mean, our AO Impact and our 26 by yeah. 26. I'll say this. But I haven't heard guys, anything else. You're correct. What you guys are doing with AO Impact and, and building all these fields around the country, first of all, it's incredible. And second of all, you guys have committed to doing more for soccer in this country for the 2026 World Cup than U.S. soccer has to this point. Thanks. That's a nice thing to say. Well, <laughs> with that, I'm going to well, take a break. That. Uh, we, we, let's take a break right now, and we'll get someone else uh, on. Uh, so we have Dave from San Diego. We have other people here. Yeah. We can talk about the game coming up and how excited they are and what's going on here coming up. Um, but, yes, we've been talking about this for the, the men's team, women's qualifying coming up. There's so much going on. I'm really glad that we're taking a turn here. I hope something sure. good happens with the Federation. I know what we're doing and all the fans are getting way more excited uh, moving forward. Our young team is looking fantastic. Yeah. A lot of these young kids I think, is absolutely amazing. I think to that point, Ryan, I think, yeah, we don't, there's a lot of things that we don't know and there's a lot of unknowns right now, but I think that there's also a lot to look forward to. You see what's happening with, with the youth players mm -hmm. and 
um, you see what's happening with all these guys that are playing overseas and, you know, just the, to, back to the NWSL, that league is growing. MLS is slowly growing. Um, we're getting, you know, all these new MLS teams, stadiums being built. Um, I, I think there's a lot to look forward Ab to, though. Absolutely, and I, I think that's kind of the upshot is that, I, I mean, I'm not saying the Federation is going to have bad results. I don't know what their pro – I think their process is bad. I hope the results are good. I hope they're governed well. But if you look at it, regardless of what happens there, I mean, I talk to people all the time who are working with youth clubs, who are teaching kids, who are literally using this to get kids to college. And while we talk about that's not a great way to necessarily get to the pros, the sport in this country and getting kids to college means that you have a lot of people who are getting a high-level education and becoming productive members of society, and the sport is doing it. I think that's an important thing regardless of who plays for the national yeah. team. And if you look at the last World Cup, um, Croatia's federation is a complete and abject disaster. Uh, you have federations throughout that that are disasters. Even if the federation isn't good, I don't know where U.S. soccer is going. I can't say yep. good or bad. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> you can be really, really good even when your federation is terrible. So regardless True. of where U.S. soccer goes, the talent is good. A lot of people are working really well. There's a lot of young players. There's a lot of reasons to be excited. But the national teams can win. Uh, we, we should hope the federation does well. We should hope they do better. Correct. But we could go out and win a damn World Cup in 10 years and the federation can suck. That's a reality. That's a good point. we so. got to fight for the federation and fight for the team. And you're right. It's good. And hopefully the federation's as good as the young talent because yeah. the young talent is so damn good on yep. the men's and women's side. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks stuff, so much Ryan. for joining us. We appreciate us. you coming thanks out. Thanks for having and, me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Enjoy, uh, enjoy finally some good weather in Kansas City before you head back to, you know, terrible weather in yeah, L.A. Horrible so. SoCal. We all make sacrifices for this team. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll be right back. Uh, we'll have a few more people on, and uh, we'll call tonight because we got a game the next day. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Welcome back to uh, one of the best bars in all of America. And one of the best podcasts. Uh, wow. All right. Did you know that we were on iTunes Top 10? Really? That's not true. That's a That's blatant, a blatant lie. lie. That's a blatant <laughs> lie. <laughs> blatant lie. But we are uh, a soccer podcast talking about soccer and kicking goals. Loves, and we're here. Love soccer touchdowns. They're great. <laughs> we're here again in Kansas City. Uh, in Johnny's Tavern, home of AOKC, does not stop. Love this place. Are you guys going to stop tonight? I am, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to bed very soon. <laughs> Got a big day tomorrow. This is a weekday night. <laughs> it is a weeknight. And and game days typically take a lot out uh, of, of you, as you know, Dave. Um, we start early, do the banners, get back, set up for the tailgate. Um, I'm going to man the grill for, for four to six hours. Well, that's I what I do best. I no, can do that, I know, Chris. but I want you to enjoy tomorrow. But um, you know I'm going to go work. in, and then someone's got to lead all these chants and, and uh, get the crowd up and going. And then uh, got to come home, unload the grill, and then go to work the next day. So it is a lot of work, but with that, um, a guy that knows a, about a lot of this work, my good friend from AO San Diego, Dave Chamberlain. Dave, welcome to the podcast. How you guys doing? Normally at Johnny's Tavern, at a, after a night before party, it takes a while to get ready for the rest of the day. It normally <laughs> what do you mean, is about Dave? a 36. Oh my God, the worst nights after 
a night before a party or is this bar generally for me? Thank God the women's game's a little different. It's a little more mellow. Next time we do this, let's do it in San Diego. We'll rent out a room on Crystal Pier, watch the sunset with some Coronas. That would be the best way to do a podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. A little bit of a different vibe coming over that from the end of the table vibe. with Alaska well, that we decided well, on. But yeah. California's a little different anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so good to see you guys. But your so. chapter bar is absolutely amazing. I love your chapter love bar. I've, I've had some amazing memories <laughs> that I remember and don't remember. Yep. Love O'Brien's. I won't tell anybody anything anybody doesn't need to know, but <laughs> all I'll mention is Honduras and you and Hexel. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, remember yeah. that. But no, I think I forgot about that game. And I should forget about that because that was a disaster. It was a disaster. Did this you say Hondurans or Honduras? Honduras. Honduras. <laughs> that okay. was a Honduras game we lost. I don't know how long ago that was. But I was, was there uh, joining you guys at the chapter bar in San Diego. We drank for 12 hours. Well, I wasn't planning to. But then we, like, the bad results. And it was, uh, yeah, I was Ooh. just going to drink after that. The beer is a little strong there because it's, like, 10%. So Who's the owner who's... Uh, Absolutely fantastic. Tom Nichols. Tom. Yeah, yeah, Tom's Love great. Tom. It's a great bar. It's a great bar. So, Dave, um, you're in town for the women's game. Obviously, you're a big travel guy, but you you also hold it down in San Diego for your chapter. You've you've been you're one of the originals. I remember the first time I met you, Dave, was in 2008 at the, oh, home, at the home Depot Center and saw me walking with some co- – I was in college at the time. He saw me walking on the side of the road in my AO shirt <laughs> and <laughs> – Pulled over and picked me up and drove me the rest of the way to the I game. I never heard this story. Yeah. You never heard this? No. This is, this is actually, I've always, this is, okay, not to boost my ego, but this is like original AO family stuff. Yeah. I went up to Carson by myself. We had not started San Diego chapter. And as I'm driving, I see, we, this was when we still had the blue shirts. The original. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, original yeah. blue shirts. This is for you old people that are listening to this. There's not that many of them. So if you have one, whoo. It's an antique. It's I still have both. So I'm coming down the street, and I see these guys driving. I didn't realize it was Chris until we didn't realize this until it was years later. Yeah. But I pick up these guys from Nebraska. No, Kansas City in Nebraska yeah. going, we're looking for the tailgate. It was in a park. Yeah. yeah. We weren't even at the stadium. Yeah, we were in a park. Because we couldn't grill at the No, we couldn't the grill. We were like, we have to grill. We have to have alcohol. Oh, yeah. my God. We Yeah, we were. We're little, but it was, I remember, that was the first time I met you. So, yeah, great, great memories. I mean, that was that was 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dave's one of the the original American Outlaws, and what he has done for for 10 or 11 years is amazing. And yeah. so, like I was saying earlier, Dave, we're trying to we always try to to thank chapter leaders like yourself that that work really hard um, to grow you know grow the mission of of AO and soccer in this country. So. Dave, you have 25 seconds. I gave the last guy 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) He went way over. But he went for like 10 minutes. I I saw that. You have 25 seconds to tell us why San Diego is the best chapter in the country. It's pretty easy. San Diego is the best chapter in the country because everyone's laid back and they're only there for one thing. We really have three rules at our bar. Drink, watch the games, and enjoy each other's company. That's awesome. We don't have any drama or egos when you come to San Diego. And what are you going to be stressed out when you're at California? Come on. Yeah, what is there to be stressed about? There is nothing to be stressed about. You guys have been at the bar. I mean, I know you have, and I know you have. (laughs) And it's a fabulous time. It's the best chapter because it's just a good, it is what AO family is all about. In our chapter, we hang, I'm going to go way over 30 seconds. We hang out. That's all right. We hang out with each other all the time. During the summer, the dark days of U.S. soccer when we didn't have a World Cup, which I don't think this one counts because we didn't qualify. I'm going with that theory. 
we went to a bunch of, we watched games at every bar in San Diego just to hang out together because we were basically awesome. lonely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It happens. Uh, I mean, it does happen. We're all a little Everyone lonely, has their, hugging each other this summer. <laughs> everyone has their different way of grieving. So right, that was yeah, that was our way. Denial was basically our way of grieving on that. So well, what were you talking about coming up in San Diego? Like we don't, we support the national teams. Yes, we. But do. there's a national team that uh, not too many people have ever heard of. What is what, that? Well, it is beach soccer, and uh, the next two years, the U.S. soccer teams through the federation that we were we were told through this group that. They're actually, it's FIFA dates for beach soccer. I didn't know they were had FIFA dates either. I didn't know FIFA had beach soccer. I, they do. They have game. a World Cup, believe it or not. They do. In October, they're doing a test event up in Oceanside. It'll be U.S., England, Mexico, and Spain. And we're going to set up events, and we're going to set up supporters groups. Only 20 bucks. We're still working on the details. The details will come out shortly. And next year... In San Diego, in Mission Beach, in my backyard. And by the way, you boys should come because I bet you San Diego is a lot better than Kansas City. I don't like and, San Diego's weather. I don't know. Really? Okay, I'm sorry. You don't Just like kidding. sun. No, be, I will. You don't if like I sun and sand. He doesn't like smiling. If I have any excuse, I will be out there. Yeah. We're going to do, they're doing the beach games in San Diego. They're taking over all of South Mission Beach, which means nothing to you. You guys have never been there. But with beach soccer, and it's going to be a five-day tournament. And we're also going to set up supporters groups for that. Men and women's. That's awesome. That is awesome. So, fun I, fact. You remember when Jimmy Conrad called the Beach World Cup? Yes, I do. We've actually had families of some of the players contact us, like, asking us to support and, like, uh, how much what we do. And we actually had some people go to these games in beach soccer. They said, like, even just a little fans there meant so much to the players. Well, I'll give you a, I'll give you a quick story. We uh, A couple of years ago, they had the Indoor Arena Soccer League World Cup, which yeah. is not a FIFA or a U.S. soccer through the U.S. Soccer Federation. We set up on a group. Seventy-five people showed up. The players, after the game, came into our section and said, we finally feel like professionals because we had a supporters group. People don't realize what we mean to the players, especially the small ones. Uh, yeah. The uh, Paralympics were in San Diego yeah. um, a couple days ago. I missed it because I was at my aunt's farm in Kansas City. A little bit more humidity out here than I'm used to. But we, we, supported, we had a few of our members go to that just to support them. Oh, uh, that's the team that Seth John's on, right? Yes. Seth yep. John. You, we need to have a podcast to have him on. His story, his life legend. story is yeah. absolutely amazing. And you, you need to look him up. I mean, this, uh, his life story is absolutely incredible. Anyways. It is. Well, Dave, uh, we just want to say thank you for all the stuff you do for, for not just American Allies, but soccer in this country. And uh, keep being awesome down in San Diego. And... Uh, we hope you guys continue to host games for us because... Well, you talk to U.S. soccer. You guys are both invited anytime, <laughs> all right? Love. Even when we don't have soccer, come down. Love. <laughs> yes, so they, of course. Yeah, you guys You guys are an excellent chapter, and we always look forward to when you guys host with, with you guys and, and Yumi and, and everyone down there are, are amazing. So keep yep. up the great work. Thank you. Passing it off. All right. Uh, up next, we got a, a local legend. Um, oh, up, yeah. Up in... Up in Lincoln, Nebraska, hometown. Um, Trevin, welcome to the podcast. What chapter number is that? Chapter, chapter uh, zero, zero, one? Chapter number zero, two. Zero, zero, two? One. Yeah. Oh, 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 two. Oh, my God. Trevin. That's, that's number one. That's, that's, that's treason right there. That's, I want to I want to thank you guys for giving me the uh, the wettest microphone in Kansas City. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
Am I coming in is too that, hot? Well, yeah, you're coming in a little hot, but oh that's boy. all right. We got no. this. We got this. It's good. It's sorry, good. It's, uh, very, it's, sorry, go ahead. I was very got, excited we, about We got the, a lot of different humans mic. getting on this mic, so yeah, we got right. to... A lot of... Uh, Dave was licking the mic like like David Lee Roth right before you, right before you came on, so... You know, <laughs> I saw that, and I thought it was kind of a strange strategy, but... Uh, He's he's a very nice, generous man. So he is. I'll give him, I'll give him a pass for he is putting his tongue all over this bike. <laughs> so Trevin, um, you've been involved with AO for for a handful of years. Um, kind of give us give us a quick story about how you got involved and uh, sure. how why are you a fan of U.S. soccer even when the times are bad? Oh man, um, one of my earliest memories of U.S. soccer is the '99 uh, Women's World Cup. Uh, when I, the penalty shootout against China, I made my mom and dad, I was eight years old, I think, at the time, I made them go back to our hotel in Minneapolis because we were on vacation to watch this uh, game. So I was very excited about soccer. And uh, I played it from a pretty young age. And watching that in the hotel room kind of cemented my love for it and made me very excited about it. So. My involvement with AO goes back to, I think, the 2014 World Cup or the build-up to it. Because I wasn't old enough to go to bars yet, but I knew about American Outlaws. I knew about... Sorry, guys. Uh, oh, man. All right. How old are you? Uh, I'm 16. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. I was wondering why your mom dropped you off here at the bar. but yeah, anyway. it's, uh, She's so nice, guys. Uh, she drove all the way from Lincoln. You got some cookies outside if you want. Um, but no, and like... The fact that in Lincoln, Nebraska, there was this community of soccer fans that came together at each game was was really, really cool to me. And just the people that are part of AO at the human level are so, so nice. And I'm someone who really wants to help grow the game in the United States, make it a bigger part of our culture. Um, and I think that's a what you guys do is an amazing thing. Awesome. Yeah, Sorry for that rambling answer. But no, no, no I'm, I am like a little speechless. That was uh, one of the nicest things anyone ever said on our podcast. Yeah. Do you, do you need a tissue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might, I, I might need a hug after this. But um, but you're exactly right. That's why we do this thing, and yeah. it's it's really cool to hear that from someone else. Yeah. Honestly, and um, that what we did in Lincoln, Nebraska, actually meant someone for someone, and they got involved. Definitely. But it's not just it's not just the people in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's the people that. That volunteer their time and they show up to, oh, yeah. to to friendlies and meaningless games all around the world, or you know all the time. Um, and they show up and they do volunteer stuff with AO Impact. Um, they're helping out in their local communities. They're buying merch. Um, they're representing their cities through AO. And these people, we need to give them a, a platform as much as we can because there are some great people with involved involved in this organization. And uh, I, I loved I love to hear the stories about how people got involved because yeah. um, everyone has a unique story. We just met um, some gals over there from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and well, no Northwest Arkansas. Well, there's one. No, I think they're Northwest Arkansas. One of, one of them's from Tuscaloosa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. One and from Texas, Northwest okay. yeah, Arkansas, yeah. but they or Northeast Arkansas. But they were in Munich. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna invite them if they're gonna be here, but I would love to hear them tell the story about. But they, one of them was in Munich for the in in 06, just on vacation. They're they're football fans, American football fans, and uh, they just ran ran into people and watched the crowds and all that um, in Munich during the World Cup, and they're like, we want to get involved in soccer, and then. 
it, brought, it, it takes them all over the world now. Now they're yeah. talking about traveling next summer to the Women's yeah. World Cup yeah. in France, and it's like, the, you know, these are, are, are middle-aged ladies, and they and they decided that this is something that's important to them, and not, this is what they do. And so I, I, I love to hear stories like yeah, that. Yeah, and they so. traveled here from... Uh, Texas, Arkansas, Alabama to come to this night before party in Kansas yeah. City yeah. for a, a U.S. women's game yeah. uh, in a tournament. Like you can argue, like yes, it's absolutely amazing because we're playing the best teams in the world, but actually don't mean doesn't mean anything. Right. Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's to, the most factually named tournament in the world. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't addressed that yet. That was uh, yeah, it's very accurate. What what other kind of tournament would it be? Is it a tournament though? Let's get on that. It's uh, not really tournament a tournament. Of sovereign <laughs> it's states. Like, uh, <laughs> it's not really. I mean, this is a fantastic group of games. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, it's, it, against it's like some be of awesome. the best teams in the world. Right. But is it a tournament? It I is mean, definitely nations, though. Right. I mean, how do? We, yeah. I mean, we could, we could rant about this all night. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the she believes and all that. I mean, it it, it is what it is. I I, right. I think behind all that, it's it's a tournament to showcase players exactly. to get to get yeah, ready yeah. for for qualifying, and that's the most important thing. Is, is that doesn't that doesn't go good on a flyer though. Right. I would agree. But they do such a good job of bringing in really good teams. I know these like are top-notch teams, yeah, really. Japan. Absolutely. That's what we played in the last World Cup final, you know. Yeah. And I remember, I remember it was a close game. I don't remember how it ended, but I remember winning. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So we got a lot to look forward to with with the game tomorrow, um, and then and then the other matches coming up. So yeah. yeah. Um, Trevin, thank you for hopping on the podcast with us tonight. Thank it's, you for traveling for for. American soccer and, and the women's national team and and uh, all you do for for growing the game in this country. So Chris, thank, thank you, you so guys. much for what you do in Kansas City. No problem for this game. What you do for American Outlaws nationally. This is my jam. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, Justin, thank you for. Oh, I didn't ask for that. Doing. What do you do? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I put on. I put. I host a, a podcast that talks about soccer. Uh, right. It's about soccer and kicking goals. Kicking for those goals. that don't know, Justin is the heart of what this organization stands for. And right. I, we could talk all night about your accolades, but we'll just leave it at that. So, yeah, yeah. Nicest man in the world. Great guy. Works works his ass off. So needs to be called out. We don't give you enough credit. But <laughs> let's end this podcast so you can get your ass back to work. Absolutely. That sounds good. All right. <laughs> talk to you guys later. <laughs> See ya. All right. Cheers. Bye.